Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we are very excited tonight to have a special guest with us, a returning guest, as a matter of fact, but the first time we've had him here on video. Please give a big After the Ending welcome to Chad Michael Collins. Hello, Chad. Hey, friends. How are you? It's been a minute. It has been. Yeah, I know there was a, a little a little pandemic in the middle there that slowed things down, it seems like. But uh, yeah, we're doing good. How about yourself? Just bookending the pandemic here. As <laughs> hey, great. Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Got a new movie out today, and um, all is all is well good. in my uh, nerdy world. So That's happy to be uh, chatting about all the things with you two fine gents. Appreciate that. That's what we're happy to hear. Uh, very excited to talk about your new movie. Before we get to that, I have to say one thing, Chad. Now, Phil and I have been doing this, you know, on video, live on video for, for a couple of months now, and I've always felt pretty good about it. And now suddenly we, we get you on the show, and I'm like, huh, maybe we should stick to just the podcast where people can't see us, because now all of a sudden the, the stark reality of what Phil and I look like uh, when contrasted to you is, is, is suddenly setting in, so... <laughs> well, I, I, I commented on it earlier, but I mean, trust me, if anybody watching this is a nerd like me, they're not going to be looking at you guys at all. They're going to be looking at your <laughs> rad collections of, of awesome things uh, behind you, the Batman and the X-Men and all the good stuff. Yeah, thank you. We do have uh, quite... What's that? Takes the pressure off. In yeah, general. you're right, right, right. Yeah. The, thing is, Mike, the thing is, Mike, if I shave this beard off, I look just like Chad. I look just like <laughs> oh, good. good. So I'm the only <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, I'm the yeah, only so one who's got nothing to offer in that. Great <laughs> <laughs> hair. What do you mean? We've got the same hair, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we do have our, we all have our collective uh, little, you know, uh, bat caves, nerd rooms, whatever you want to call them, going, which is pretty cool. Uh, I see you got some Funko Pops up there. I got, I got a couple of those myself. We all got our little, uh, our favorite things, which is always fun. So, um, and we're definitely going to talk about about your your fandom, your nerddom a little bit. But uh, before we do that, let's kick off by talking about your new movie, which is out today, called Assailant, uh, which I'm very excited about. Why don't we I'll, I'll kick off with the easiest question possible um, for people who don't know the movie at all? Tell them a little bit about about what it's about. Yes, uh, thank you. Assailant dropped today. Uh, it's on Redbox and AMC Theaters on demand. I think it's see some links for Voodoo and Amazon and all that other fun stuff to, to buy it and rent it and everything else, too. So, uh, Assailant is a really fun uh, suspense thriller movie that I did. Uh, a lot of action in it as well with uh, uh, my co lead, Popper Poppy Delavine, British actress, fine British actress. Uh, Casper Van Dien, who everybody knows and loves from Star Trip Troop, Starship Troopers and so many other things. Uh, Jeff Fahey was a fantastic, amazing character actor from The Lawnmower Man, which is one of my favorite Stephen King uh, adaptations growing up. So uh, the movie itself is, uh, it's about a couple whose relationship is on the rocks. They decided to give it one last go uh, back to the place where they kick things off, uh, where he proposed in, uh, uh, in the Caribbean. And unfortunately, their drama spills over uh, in a public dinner and, um, you know, they get quite sassy with each other. Well, I get quite sassy with 
my better half and uh it just happens to fall on the wrong ears uh so a psychopath named michael decides that uh, he's going to stalk us around the entire island trying to teach me a lesson uh and and there's a lot of demands for apologies um so anyway uh it's it, it's it's fun it becomes a chase movie uh where the psychopath stalks us across the movie and anybody who gets in his way whoops uh and then uh, the couple kind of comes together they reconnect and uh they're trying to survive together and they're working together and everything else too to try and escape uh the assailant dun, dun, dun. Well, I have to say um, that uh, I watched the uh, the video clip from it today and the trailer for it. And um, first of all, I love the clip. It was awesome. But this is definitely my kind of movie. I'm a big fan of like survival thrillers and people on the run movies like this is right up my alley. So I'm, I'm super excited to watch it. Um, I was curious, you know, what uh, you know, you you tend to play a lot of um you know, very tough characters, you know, Brandon Beckett and, and characters like that. And so in this movie, you're more of the, I'm the guy on the run, you know, was that kind of a, a big switch up for you to get used to that? Yeah. Well, let's be clear, Mike and Phil, it's pretend tough guys. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't claim any actual real toughness in, in real life. Uh, but you're right. It was, it was a bit of a role reversal for me. You know, usually I'm, I'm the one handing out the business. Uh, in this movie, I take a lot of the business uh, from mostly, you know, Casper Van Dien, who kicks the crap out of me up and down this this tiny little island that we were filming on called Nevis. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, you know. I really stunts on the other end are pretty hard because you're you're falling a lot. You're, you know, sometimes you know those those hits land. You know, Casper caught me pretty good with a nice solid kick to the ribs once on a botched <laughs> take. Um, and I, you know, that, that stayed with me, the memory of Casper for the next two weeks. Uh, but it, it was a lot of fun and uh, really, really cool to take this journey as uh, Jason starts out as kind of a D-bag. He's probably the main reason why his relationship is falling apart. So he tries to make good, but he can't help himself with his bad habits. Um, you know, and then he colossally screws up in front of um, Casper's uh, Michael character. And then, you know, he... He just eats a lot of punishment, uh, <laughs> but he does come clean. It's it's he does find um, you know he tries to find redemption all the while. So uh, really really fun role. Definitely not your um, Alex from Call of Duty type role. Your Brandon Beckett from Sniper franchise type role that I'm used to playing. So it was really a a, a fun opportunity to get on the other side of the coin. Yeah, sure. Well, you you mentioned uh, Jeff Fahey was in the Lawnmower Man, which I enjoyed watching. When that came out, but also Casper Van Dien was in Starship Troopers, Johnny Rico himself. What was it like then um, when you first met him acting with him? You know, you know, it's it's Johnny Rico. How how were you with that? Yeah, I, you know, I've I've long since stopped fanboying, you know, on sets. Um because what you learn as you go is, you know, they're just they're regular guys, you know, these are yeah. regular people. And um and my man, they Casper couldn't have been a nicer guy, and I think he's got a reputation that precedes him. Anybody who knows him has worked with him. Very professional, very fun, very friendly, um, very, very helpful uh, in terms of, uh, you know, creating scenes together and whatnot. Jeff is great. He's one of those amazing actors where he doesn't have to do very much and you're, you're captivated by those baby blues. Uh, so <laughs> Jeff was really fun to watch and to work with as well. He's just got amazing acting instincts. And, you know, as an actor that's always looking to, to you know, work on your craft, get better, to be able to watch to at work is uh, and it's always a privilege to be able to work with veteran actors who have been there and done it for decades so uh, both of them were, were a delight 
Now, this movie is, um, I know it's, uh, it's, it's going to Redbox and all these different, you know, these different platforms, um, you know, is it, uh, and I haven't seen the movie yet. So uh, is it the kind of film there, there could, I, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but is there, is there, is there more story to be told at any point? Do you think there could be a, 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 fran- a sequel or anything like that? Or is it pretty much a, a standalone story? There could be, um, you know, as they say, it's like, unless you see the body, <laughs> right. You know, and so uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the plans are for a sequel. I know that um, the movie turned out really well and mm-hmm. uh, I hope people really enjoy it. I suppose that um, a sequel could be in the the, the, the the works or the makings, depending on how well we do here and, and what the producers have planned down the road. But um, Tom Payton was our uh, director, a British director, fantastic guy to work with. He's on the up and up. He's done some really, really cool movies. Uh, he was awesome. He wrote the script as well. And, um, you know, a, a wonderful collaborator. So, you know, for his sake, Tom's sake, and an excuse to get back together with Poppy, Casper, and Jeff, I hope we do make a sequel somehow, some way, because I, I love those people. and I, I love shooting down in Nevis. And I'm curious, you know, when, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I watched the trailer. It looks like it's a very tense movie, a lot of suspense, you know, a lot of, of uh, you know, keeping any, at the edge of your seat. Is it a different um, shooting atmosphere like on the set when you're trying to maintain this sort of tension in front of the camera? Does, does that change the vibe of the set? Are you guys still able to sort of just, you know, between takes or, you know, scenes, kick back, relax, have a good time, you know, joke around? Or is it a little more like, er, you know, serious time? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't come up through the method acting school, you know, highly trained at Juilliard or anything else. I'm just, for me, it's not a problem, you know, between action and cut, we take care of business, but before action and, and, and uh, after cut, it's a clown show. You know, I love to keep it light. I love to have fun. Casper's the same way. Uh, so is Poppy, you know, it's just um, to be able to go from a super heightened, dramatic, sort of um scene to basically just kind of like getting it out of your system and just kind of being your everyday normal fun self is uh it's cool that's my approach you know i i respect the hell out of your shia lamoufs and your daniel day lewis's that want to lock themselves in prisons for 30 days and starve themselves for 30 days to get a kill like god god bless you man but uh, <laughs> you know that's not for that's not for me i just i love being on set i love the people i love the atmosphere so uh, I'm just a good time and guy who's just always grateful to to be there. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't carry that drama within me. <laughs> probably a good thing considering how many times you played a sniper. Probably probably good for the world that you're not out there method acting that. You know what I mean? Oh, good God! Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't need any APBs out for me. Uh, <laughs> right. There's a strange guy in the roof. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, just get into character. Exactly. Screen. Exactly. Uh, I, I, so what was one of your favorite moments in making the film and uh, by the uh, while you were filming a scene or rehearsing or what have you? What's a standout uh, moment? Yeah, good question. I, I uh, As I mentioned earlier, we, we filmed in a little island in the Caribbean called Nevis, which is uh, kind of a sister island to St. Kitts at the bottom of the Caribbean. Um, I had never heard of the place, but what a like little jewel. You know, it's really amazing you know there's old like sugar plantations and there's a volcano just in the center of the island it's like twelve thousand people uh it was just an incredible backdrop little rainforests and everything obviously the ocean 360 which is incredible we got to film a lot of stuff on a, on a very fancy boat and on the water as well which is very tricky to shoot on by the way with the wind and everything and the noise 
Uh, but I, I love the the atmosphere. I loved uh, just being able to go and, and film in this tropical setting. That was a fantastic place to be and wonderful people there, obviously, as well. Um, the, the locals on the island, which we incorporated a lot into our crew and some of the actors we hired were local, which is really fun to have that experience with them. Uh, but I just, you know, working with Casper was fantastic. Um, just such a nice guy. I had met him, you know, in LA at parties and events and, and, uh, we just, you know, your circle gets smaller, the more work you do in this industry. So to be able to actually mix it up with him and he was such, such a great scene partner and, and, you know, such a awesome dance partner with the old fist cuffs. <laughs> like that was fun sussing that stuff out with him with the help of Spencer Collins, our stunt coordinator. Um, but Poppy was lovely too. You know, if you look up Poppy Delavine online, she's, um, you know, beautiful former model, you know, really, really, really going to galas and wearing, you know, designer gowns and stuff. And and you just won't recognize her in this movie. Like she's, these movies are hard and, and the sweat is real and the cuts are real and the bruises are real and you're going, going, going 16, 17 straight days. And uh, she was a gamer and she was tough as nails and just threw herself into it, which was um, a, a pleasure to see because it's movies like this can can break people by day three. And yep. she was, you know, just absolutely rolled up her sleeves and got the job done. So uh, working with all them and Tom uh, and everybody else down there was, it, it, we had a blast. It was a tough shoot, but we, we really had a blast. So we're, we're happy it's finally out. People can enjoy it. That's great. And how, how long were you guys down there for? How long did you shoot for down there? Uh, that was the second of two movies I was fortunate to do down there. Um, oh. uh, the production company, oh. MSR Media. Uh, shout out to Philip Martinez, who brought me down there. We did a rom-com. Uh, first, and then we went into uh, assailant right after that. So I was there for about four months. Wow! And uh, I mean, look, coming off of what, 2020, where I was like at never leaving my apartment, to then being <laughs> uh, in the Caribbean for four months, you know, beachfront, you know, hotel at the Four Seasons of all places, just <laughs> an absolutely incredible experience to to be brought down there and to be able to do back to back films and and kind of scratch that itch after a very, 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 very uh, unemployment heavy 2020. So yeah. I was very, very grateful for that. And, and uh, you know, I, I love the place and I hope to get to go back. Very cool. Uh, this is a good time for us to mention, by the way, for anybody who is watching, uh, if you guys want to add any comments or questions to the whatever platform you're watching on, we will pass them on to Chad and ask the questions. We did get a comment. I wanted to, I just wanted to throw it up here for you, Chad. Obviously, we have a fan watching from uh, Kevin H. He says, the heir to the Behringer throne. Uh, obviously, that <laughs> A reference to your sniper movies um so uh that's a that's a pretty good throne i think to be the heir too um so up, um speak, thanks speaking thanks of yeah. yeah thanks kevin um speaking of uh, is there uh, that's been a very popular franchise for you uh the sniper films obviously have been great i've reviewed every one of them you know i'm a big fan um uh any word on a, a next entry i know they've been uh, big hits i know the last one made a big splash on netflix uh do, do we know anything more about more more brandon beckett adventures yeah, you know, you can't really ever say. Um, you know, it's it's Sony's franchise, and, and they like to be able to drop the news when they want to drop it. But, um, you know, stay tuned. I'll say okay. that much. Stay tuned. All right. Hopefully we have something to uh, to talk about, you know, down the road here. But other than that, it's kind of um, the NDA lifestyle baby. But uh, it's <laughs> a franchise. And, and as you said, those who are not familiar with it, um, it's a military action franchise from Sony. Tom Berenger with Billy Zane, original stars in the in the original film. Tom 
uh, Marine Sniper, this, that, whatever, did three films. I came uh, back in a, in a reboot of the franchise to play his son, Brandon Beckett. And that started in 2010, Sniper Reloaded. And we've made a bunch. And, uh, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, we keep making more. But uh, just a, a lot of fun to be able to do those movies and, and to play that, that hero role. Which yep. is the opposite kind of, of what I'm doing in the assailant uh, assailant movie. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's been a very good movie, and I, I hope we keep doing more. And you know, we we're trying to overtake Fast and the Furious, but I don't know that it's ever. <laughs> ever gonna happen. We got yeah, they, they keep they keep getting them out, don't they? Yeah. Hey, well, you you mentioned you've got a, a rom com film as well. You you made, and there was something on Deadline about you've got a film with Michael J. White, Dead Zone. Uh, so, what can you tell us anything about that or any other projects you've got coming up? Yeah, those two projects, there hasn't been a lot of information released, but uh, the rom-com I did was uh, uh, called One Year Off with a wonderful uh, British actress named Natalie Cox was the, the lead in that. She, she killed it. Uh, and Jeff Fahey was in that as well in, in a lead role. So that was the first time I got to work with Jeff. Um, so, you know, hopefully we have some more information on when that comes out. It was a lot of fun to shoot. I had my pandemic hair. You know, <laughs> my, my, my Patrick Swayze pandemic hair and full blooms. So that's actually captured on film before i cut it off for assailant um <laughs> so uh that that hopefully that'll come out this year i don't know when i when i know i'll put it out there for sure because it was a fun one to do uh the other uh movie that you're referencing is called dead zone which i shot last summer with uh michael jai white and jeff fahey i did three movies <laughs> with jeff fahey back to back uh <laughs> For the first half of 2021 which is amazing i never worked wow. with him before and then i just like one two three you know i didn't know uh he was cast in the dead zone movie and so when i found out that he was on set and i'm like ah, we just can't get rid of each other we're just, <laughs> what, what's happening here that's so, awesome that's fun it's a military action horror movie um that's uh it's gonna be really really cool very very fun kind of getting back to those sniper roots and, and the call of duty roots the, the soldier type stuff you know going in um not much information has been released, but Deadline uh, uh, posted a first look photo and our cool armor and everything. But it's basically, you know, there's dead zones around the U.S. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic deal with mutated, irradiated zombies. Um, you know, there's a vaccine that's swept through the world and is, is killing the human population. So we're an elite force that goes in uh, stealth mode, drops into this bombed out former city to try and... Um, uh, extract a prototype vaccine and hopefully save humanity. But uh, you can imagine we meet some creepy crawlers along the way. So, uh, you know, fight your way in, blast your way out type of thing. So I'm looking forward to more more information on that because uh, it, it was a really fun one to do. That yeah, sounds, fun. Sounds, sounds like it's right up our alley. We do, uh, we do love that kind of movie for sure. Um, so you mentioned also, I don't know, Phil, do you want to, do you want to ask the, the call of duty question? I know you're more of a video gamer, uh, than I am, but I don't know if you want me to just take it or if you want to take it. Uh, no, you, you go ahead. It's, uh, I've been, I've been getting stuck into Elden Ring at the minute. So I'm, I'm out of call of duty at the minute. It's a different, <laughs> so I need to get back into that, but, uh, Elden Ring's been the one taking all my time. What's here? What's going on with call of duty though? What's going on with Call of Duty? Um, well, let's, let's let's start with let's. I don't know if there's if there's something moving forward if you want to talk about. It, but let's talk a little bit about your experience. That was a big thing. I know it was a big experience. It was very popular, very successful. Um, I know you were you know you were very uh, involved in it in terms of getting you know the word out there and doing. It. You were you to tell us a little bit about the experience of of playing this character in Call of Duty and sort of how that went because I think the video game acting world is probably a little bit different in certain ways than the the on camera acting world. If I'm not mistaken. 
yeah, so those that don't know, uh, I starred as a lead character in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, which is a reboot of a very popular trilogy of Call of Duty games, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3, back in the day. So we kind of re we did a soft reboot of that game with Infinity Ward, Activision, obviously. Uh, I played one of the lead characters uh, in that called uh, Alex, Echo 3-1. And, um, you know, my character's still alive and well in the... Um, how do I work this with Zoom? Is it this side? No, it's this side. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me get my head out of the way. Uh, so they, they kind of, after the launch of our game, they, they spun out um, uh, Warzone, which is basically uh, kind of a huge battle royale type thing like Fortnite and all these other games and stuff like that. So you drop into maps and you pick your favorite operator. Uh, many featured on this poster here, Ghost and Captain Price and Alex himself. Uh, so my character's still alive and well in the Call of Duty universe. They put my character into uh, Call of Duty Mobile, which is an extremely popular game uh, worldwide, which is really fun. So there's, there's you know, Alex running around uh, in your smartphones as well now for those Call of Duty Mobile players. So it was an amazing experience. You know, you're just not prepared for how big this franchise is. I just, I remember when the game was coming out fall of 2019 they were like well just be ready you know you're gonna see your stuff everywhere i'm like no come on i'm telling you like commercials during football sunday like la bus wraps and billboards and what i'm like that's oh my god like they're not kidding you know we were everywhere and it was really fun the game is so big it's so massive it's so popular so it was really fun to play uh, a lead character in one of their games a, a couple of years ago and to still have Still have them um, uh, see my character running around on the battlefield, you know, even to this day. So right, right, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's a huge franchise. But so, did you uh, for the initial game? Were you doing lots of motion capture then for the initial game, and and for the uh, the video game on the phone? Is that uh, is that just more? Oh, where's it going? Is that just more or just uh, voice acting? On the video game on the phone. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Phil. That's um, that's that's basically how it went down. You know, I did um, uh, on and off for like a year and a half. You know, going going to a, a sound stage and doing full motion capture, face capture, performance capture. Obviously, the voice is mine as well, but the likeness is totally mine. Except, you know, they added a really sweet digital mustache to my face. <laughs> growing up like a Tom Selleck fan. So, um, so that yeah, that's how that process went. And then um, when they put me in the Call of Duty mobile game, um, uh, I went into the recording studio and did most of that stuff voiceover-wise. Uh, uh, so it was really cool. It's just, you know, what's amazing is just, you know, watching the fans share the mobile game. And there's like 500 million players worldwide on this, which is wow. just absolutely insane. Uh, the graphics on a, on a smartphone game I mean, they're like a thousand times better than like Super <laughs> Nintendo and like Nintendo. And it just blows my mind that like, uh, you know, you can have that kind of like gaming quality on, on a phone at this point, you know, as old an old school gamer who grew up in the 80s video games. It's just it's, it just blows your mind how real, how lifelike uh, these games can be even just off of your phone. And, and the Call of Duty games themselves are just rendered so beautifully. I mean, it's just if you play through our Call of Duty mod warfare i mean it plays like a movie you're watching in a theater like it's so gritty it's so real the lighting and they spared no expense like blur studios got in there and they do marvel films in terms of everything so it was really 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 cool to be uh, a part of it and you know hopefully we'll be we'll be back again one day who knows 
That sounds good. Um, I take a, a quick pause, Chad. I'm still getting, I'm getting a little bit of um, a distortion on your voice. I don't know if there's anything you can do about it, but I don't know if you have a, maybe you can turn try turning your volume down a touch or something. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. It kind of sounds like a digital delay, so I'm not sure if there's anything that we can do about it. But if anybody's listening and they're hearing a little bit of distortion, uh, we do apologize. Yeah, we must point out as well that we are all over the world. Um, <laughs> that is based, based in the UK, Mike's on the East Coast and Chad's on the West Coast, so it's... That's it yeah, this might be your most, um, yeah. your most globe-spanning interview ever, Chad, in terms of at least in terms of at one time, right? Because we've got England, California, and New York all on at the same time. I don't know how many other it. interviews you've done like that. <laughs> We're only missing Japan. Yeah, right, right. Got to get the other corner of the so I, I know we've talked about we, we mentioned a little bit in the beginning how we're all you know big geeks right we all have our fandoms and stuff like that so I do want to talk a little bit uh, about your upcoming project um, and I know that Phil's very excited about this as well so um, I don't know how much you can say yet because I know it's not officially happened I know you've announced it but you have a Dungeons and Dragons themed Twitch live stream in the works that's going to be coming out relatively soon is that correct? That is correct, uh, and we're we're uh, making some moves on that front. So just trying to put a little bit out there into the world as as we uh, kind of show up our own details. But um, yeah, I you know I stream on Twitch um, mm -hmm. as often as I can, usually playing with fans and friends all around the world, uh, playing Call of Duty Warzone, which has been such a blast. Uh, I started that during the pandemic, and I and I still try to keep up with it today. So um, I have. Such a love for D and D, and Phil, you feel me? Uh, oh, I totally feel you. I play in games every week. You know, I run my own game, um, and I've just I've gotten so many hundreds of hours in since the pandemic that I just I'm making up for lost time of my childhood of not being able to play because, as me and you've talked about, Mike, you need people to play. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do in the digital age. Not so hard anymore. You can you can get on your computer. In fact, all the games I play except for one are digital. Mm -hmm. uh, which is just an amazing way to keep your schedules aligned and, and to get the games going. But we're going to stream uh, a D&D campaign. And um, uh, I partnered up with a guy named Jake Inunza, actor, former pro wrestler, uh, cool. who is going to be our dungeon master. He's going to run this. It's a complete homebrew, uh, meaning uh, for the for the lay person, uh, homebrew means it's an adventure of his own creation. It's not mm -hmm. one of the official modules or source books or anything like that. And he's setting it in kind of the border kingdoms, which is like a fantasy Wild West type of like kingdoms rise, kingdoms falls. Who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? So it's, you know, if you think of um, the cantina in Star Wars, you know, it's a rogues gallery and like who's good, who's legit, who's out to get me? Is there a bounty? I mean, it's kind of one of those type things that he's spinning up. So we've got a great uh, cast that we tried to keep. Um, we tried to keep a lot of actors, you know, in the space so that we could put on more of a really fun, immersive performance for people who tune in. Uh, Lindsay Rousseau, who's a talented voiceover, motion capture, you know, all around actress, voicing Transformers, things like this. Andy Norris is a super talented motion capture actress. Mylan Moon is an actress and a cosplayer. Uh, you know, we're, we're really, you know, it's us four as players and Jake is kind of our, our captain of the ship. So we're hoping to launch that late April and it's called the die is cast gaming. Uh, and that's our handle on Twitch. And uh, we've got socials up and everything else to kind of keep teasing the players, teasing the artwork, teasing some of the world as we get, as we ramp up to it. Well, it sounds fantastic. I've been a dungeon master now for my group since 2016, meeting up every nice. Wednesday playing then. So it's, it's a, it is a fantastic game and I recommend anybody well, should play it. But uh, what can you tell us anything about your character? I know you're teasing things, but can you tell us 
What class are you going to be playing? Or? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Um, but question for you, Phil. Okay. What campaign are you running? Uh, currently going through Storm King's Thunder. We started off with oh, okay. uh, Lost Minds of Fandelva, and then I went into ah. Storm King's Thunder. And I've Excellent. been doing lots of other things in and around it and things like that. But we're getting to the end of it, I think. Well, who knows? Depends what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mike is lost. He's like, no, no. About the NFL. <laughs> no, uh, no. Look, here's, here's how I always describe myself. I am I am what I like to call D&D adjacent, right? Yes. I'm familiar with it. <laughs> I know how it works. I, I've heard the names. I've looked at the books. I love the artwork. Like, I, I get D&D, and I like it. I just don't have an opportunity to play it so my my knowledge ends at certain point but i'm not like i'm not like what are you guys talking about like i definitely have a familiarity with with dnd so and, and listen i'll be watching your 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 twitch stream so i'll learn more about it as we go and you know then i'll be able to keep up with the conversations yes and that's what we want to do we want to make it entertaining you know if you've got no experience as a, as a player come in and watch you know some some actors and performers kind of put on an immersive show an adventure uh, and join us there. People who uh, do play D&D will be able to kind of get introduced to a whole new setting and see some really fun stuff on display that's completely original. Uh, but to answer your question, Phil, I am yep. uh, I'm going to play a paladin. Okay. Yep. Uh, because the paladin is my probably all-time favorite class in any game I've ever played, which for those who don't know, it's a holy knight. So it's basically that classic, you know, gleaming armor, sword and shield type of character that also can kind of call, call upon, you know, some, some divine power from his god every once in a while. So uh, very handy, lots of utility, uh, the classic sword and board protector to the party, the front line of defense, and, and the first into the fray. So that's that's uh, who I'm looking to, to, to play. Oh, excellent. And it's uh, also good in, like, the social situations as well. Good for role-playing. Very yes. good character. Very do, like, do like a paladin, yeah. Paladin. yeah. Yeah. Now, so that look, sounds like the kind of character that I would I would type uh, the type of character I would like to play if I did. I tend to be very lawful good in my the way I tend to like when I write characters or when I you know things the characters I gravitate towards. So it sounds like the paladin is kind of along those lines, maybe or could be anyway. Not yours necessarily, but that seems like maybe they lend themselves to the, the lawful good kind of. You know, it's uh, that typically is. I mean, there's certainly uh, the evil versions of paladins if you want to go that route. But yeah, it, it's the good guy. You know, it's the classic archetype of the knight. Right. I'm a night nerd, you know, between all the historical fiction I read and my favorite fantasy characters and all, they all come back to the same thing for me. I'm very, I'm very vanilla. I'm very basic, as the kids <laughs> say. Um, a basic B. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun and um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I've played a paladin a lot, you know, in some D&D campaigns. And I, the thing about the paladin is, is like they, they survive really well. The flashiest, the sexiest character on the board, but they stay alive quite well, which is a very <laughs> underrated quality uh, in any well, sort of gaming experience. Well, I'm a I'm a free effort, I'm a free effort DM. I've yet to I keep hoping one of my friends will say, Hey, I'll DM this thing, but do you uh, are you a dungeon master as well as a player? I am, yes. I've run um uh, similar to you. I ran the first campaign I ever run uh, ran was just before the pandemic started, and I was doing it in person, it was Lost Minds of Fandelver, which you can buy at Target. Uh, and then I went and ran the other kind of starter set beginners thing, uh, Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. And I started running, you know, various, you know, one-shot mini adventures and stuff like this. I'm currently still doing my um, Curse of Strahd campaign, which is a god oh, cool. I've not really played that yet. One of the best D&D campaigns they've ever, they've ever put out there. So we're having a blast. Um, 
a blast with that. But I played in so many campaigns. I'm, I'm playing in uh, uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which is absolutely insane uh, <laughs> every week, as well as Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is pretty cool. It's like the winter setting, gothic, kind of like a horror uh, in, in winter um, setting. So the, the Icewind Dale region, if you're familiar with like the, the, the D&D novels that I grew up with and everything. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's You just get connected to so many wonderful people. And to be able to do it online, you know, through these these apps and, and programs now, the Roll Twenty Foundry, et cetera, uh, it's just it's it's fantastic, and it's a great way to keep people connected. And it's just the friendships you form, you know, when you take six months and go yeah. on this fictional adventure with people. It's just it's unbelievable because for the next like five years, you'll talk about that crazy time, you know, that dragon almost like you know bit your face off and. You destroyed the town you're meant to protect it's just really fun man i, I love it i'm excited to bring it to uh to an audience worldwide oh brilliant yeah it's, a, it's such a good community and it is good having another another live play thing out there because they're just always yeah. so fun, so much fun to watch and they bring you, more people into the game do you have a, a schedule like a schedule in mind you guys are doing like weekly monthly bi-weekly daily what do you do you know what you're doing how you're doing it yet in terms of that yeah that's all that's all a little to be determined but i think we're gonna um gonna have some kind of a mini adventure that might be three to five you know type of um sessions streams if you will and uh probably do like kind of a once a week thing but i think our our captain jake is is ready to really roll this out into a long form thing so uh you know we're gonna put our dip our toe in the water and see how people respond and a lot of people are excited to come watch and even just learn more about it and i'm trying to take some more time to do some twitch streams to teach people about D. so they have you know more of a primer you know so they can kind of come up and hit the ground running Instead of just seeing a bunch of dice flying around and, you know, trying to make sense <laughs> of what the hell a saving throw is. So, right. uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing some um, D&D 101 stuff, you know, leading up to, so people can can choose to tune in or not and learn more about it. Very and cool. what, what's your dice collection like? Is it getting out of control or are you just managing to, you know, <laughs> stop buying more dice? Yeah, I, I certainly got uh, some pretty rad dice that I love. But, um, you know, 95% of my experience has been online and digital. So um, I don't need to get absolutely bonkers like some people get, you know, because Phil will tell you it's, it's once you start, like you don't stop. It's like dice or, you know, it's like dice crack. You yeah, just kind of yeah. accumulating more and you're like, Dude, you would never need that many, you know, in any situation. <laughs> but, you know, people are superstitious about their, you know, dice to go to the casino. You know, I just know if you get a bad roll of the die, I've seen players put their dice on, on timeouts, you know, in the dunce's corner, you know, and look look what you've done. Think about it. Um, so it's, it's you know, people, people are very particular with their dice. So, you know, the more to choose from, the better, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I think Phil Phil knows a thing or two about having a, a little bit of a dice uh, obsession, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. New York Comic Con, the dice. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I remember yeah, being yeah. with you, Phil, and you were like, you know, I mean, he purchased a few, but then there's also some of these. They were like, oh, well, we have these dice made out of metal and marble, and they're like $100 a pair, you know, for a set of six or whatever. It was like, yeah. oh, my goodness. I think, I think there was some made out of a meteorite for $300. Right. right uh, I, was, so. I went, oh, they're nice, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you never know when you might need them. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, Mike's a good friend to have. You know, dice intervention. You know, he just he doesn't. He's <laughs> right. Out for so, that's know, right. He doesn't want this problem to get to get worse. Exactly. So. Very true. Very exactly. True. I'll do it live on the air. I'll be like, Phil, we're having this conversation because we care about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
so uh chad i want to ask you about one other thing real quick before we we get to some of our our, our goofy silly questions we have we say for the end but um you've been doing some audiobook recording lately and i know that a really high profile one that you uh, narrated was uh, The Power of the Dog, which, of course, is also an Oscar-nominated film. Um, you know, I've, I've worked in the audiobook world myself uh, as a former voiceover producer and, and a voice actor. I've, I've produced a bunch of them. I've narrated a couple of them. It's, it's grueling work, and it's very different from other kinds of acting. So I'm just curious. And that's a book that I imagine is also very intense. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, that was the first audiobook I ever did. Uh, and, and it is a totally different process. You know, I, I'm a voracious reader. I read all the time. I read every day, every night. I just get through them books because I just, I've always grown up a book nerd. So it was a really exciting thing for me to, to be able to, uh, you know, basically narrate uh, a book and in general, because I just, I just, I love spreading the joy of books. Maybe I'm just, oh, I'm real old school like that, man. Uh, so it was a really fun experience. It's very hard. You know, the book was, book was written in the 60s, but it was set in like the 1920s, like Montana. So it had a very particular style, tone, um, you know, the language, the writing. A lot of it felt like Hemingway, where I was like, yo, Hemingway, use some punctuation, please. I can't breathe. Um, so it's a very, very different animal. Um, but uh, yeah, not pun intended. Power of the dog. That's an animal. Uh, uh, they adapted the um, the book from a f uh, into a film that had a Cumberbatch. Like I think they're all, all nominated for like best actor, actress, you know, supporting yeah. lead, this, that, whatever else. So it's doing really well, and which is really cool because I think that that has driven people to go and read and listen to the book. So it's it's you know still working a lot of like top ten lists and stuff like that. But let me tell you. Um, you know, go hug an audiobook narrator next time you, know, you see one because that is tough work. I know some people literally make a living doing 20 to 30 to 40 books a year, and mm -hmm. that to me is, I, you know, I don't know how you do that. It is a very tedious, very, very, very um, particular process, uh, and I love it. So far, I've done one a year the past two years, so I'm, I'm kind of very comfortable with that pace. I, I don't know that my brain can handle much more. Yeah, yeah, they are they are a lot of work for sure. Um, so uh, we we got a couple of kind of we 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 saved some of our silly stuff for the end. We got a little lightning round. We're going to take you through, and and then Phil has a his his kind of follow final question. But before we get to that, real quickly, um, is there any other stuff that you've got coming out you want people to know about? Any other projects you want to you want to you know uh, put out there? Or anything that you wanted to uh, you know to to pimp out or or promote or talk about or share your geek love for anything like that? Uh, you know, you, you, you covered it, man. I, I don't know that I have anything else going on in my entire life that you guys didn't cover. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Assailant, Assailant dropped today. Uh, yep. It's out on Redbox. Uh, for people who like the old school media, I know there's a Redbox app as well. Uh, you can pick it up at AMC Theaters um, on demand, online, I think Amazon Voodoo and stuff like this. So go check it out. Have fun. It's, it's a role you've never seen Casper Van Dien play ever before as our, uh, our, our really great antagonist. So, but yeah, come join me on Twitch. We'll play some Call of Duty and uh, come watch us play some some D and D down the road here. All right, that Excellent. sounds good. Excellent. All right, so we're gonna do our little lightning round. These are basically either like yes or no questions or either or questions. We're just gonna throw them at you real quick, um, <clears throat> and then uh, and then we'll we'll start to wrap things up. So um, I guess I will start. So Xbox or PlayStation? PC. Um, I do own an Xbox. Okay, it's covered in dust. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, oh my gosh. 
I have friends on both sides. <laughs> but I do like Star Wars because it's more fantasy. Sounds good. Good um, Tacos, great food or the best food? Great food. Steak is mm. the best. The wrong answer, okay. but that's okay. We'll <laughs> let it slide. <laughs> cleric or wizard? Cleric. I like to be helpful. All right. Nice. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Stones. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'll let that one slide, but Listen, <laughs> you're losing me, Chad. Mike. Come on. <laughs> no, I'll try. Good <laughs> job. Poker face me. Pineapple on pizza, good or bad? Good. I grew up on that nonsense. I loved it. Nice. Our, our Venn diagrams are just becoming two circles on a piece of paper. <laughs> no interlap at all. There. I don't even know you anymore, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, Marvel or DC? Got to go Marvel. Love DC, but got to go Marvel. That was my bread and butter growing up. Okay. Aliens or Predator? I just think Predator is so much cooler. <laughs> Excellent. I now want to see a Predator versus Sniper film. Ah, that'd there be, you go. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh you got to pitch that to the that'd studio, Chad. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, all right. Uh, NFL football or college football? NFL football. You know me, Mike. You <laughs> know right. me. I, I do. I do. But I don't know. You could be a closet college fan, too. A lot of guys <laughs> go, you know, go, go either one. So. Um, but I'm with you on that one. So say our Venn diagrams move a little closer back together. Now. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm sorry? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. I haven't had a hot dog in probably 10 years. So uh... <laughs> Not yes. on the, uh, the sniper-approved diet. <laughs> um, all right. 90s music or 80s music? 90s. Alternative grunge. There you go. All right. Oh, now we're okay. now we're back together there. All okay. right, last um, one. Phil. This is the tough one. Dungeons or dragons. Oof. Man, oh man. Um I gotta go dragons. There's nothing more exciting than a dragon fight, Phil. You know me. Yeah, yeah, they're good though. They're good. Okay. And the one final question is what are your final words if killed by a classic movie monster? And which monster would it be? Oh my lord! Uh, what a great question. Um, okay, a classic movie monster. Let's just go with uh, werewolf. Okay. And let's go with uh, assuming that they uh, tore me to shreds. Um, I would probably make a comment about uh, your breath smells like <laughs> you licked your own. <laughs> Brilliant. That's fantastic. That'll teach me. That's right. right. You show <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Um, great. Well, thank you for playing along, Chad. Appreciate that. We always have a little fun at the uh, at the end after we talk about all the all the important stuff. We like to get a little goofy. So, um, all right. Well, Chad, Michael Collins, you have been our first three-time repeat guest. Very excited to have you again, as always, and and to have you on video for the first time. So that's exciting. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast form, you should track down our videos because we've got them now. You can see Chad in person, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, but thank you, as always, for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we're, we're always happy to have you on, and hopefully you'll come back again sometime in the future. Honored to do the three-peat. Thank you both. Mike, congratulations on your comic. I thank received the first batch, and I'm going to receive your next batch soon. Yep, I love it. Soon. Uh, Phil, don't kill your players. 
<laughs> I keep trying. They keep living. They keep living. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. It's so fun to, to chat with you again and, and hopefully we do it again soon. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Chad. And uh, that's going to be it for our episode. So as always, we thank everybody for watching and or listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the ending.